calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. The title, granted to me by wind and tree, is a raven's holiday, forgotten to time. I call to order the Council of the Voiceless. Rivers yet to be, rivers neath the life-giver, and rivers long out of sight, whose works persist. Let them babble and patter in the ancient tongue of flesh, bone, wood, and fruit. For we speak here in their name. I seed the wind to the measures betwixt the odd rhythm of stone. As those of this council well know, the sapling known to us as the hoof and paw in mud, etching the portrait of eternity, has taken the mantle of Green Man on behalf of the hellbound kith shorn from the majesty of all things. And while it is young, the herbs speak to it, and it knows well the ways of the lost. However, this young woodkin has taken with a pack of these tragic beings, and ascends the fang of the earth, on which we all dwell, and whose gums we pick both to serve and survive. It would seem the sapling seeks the source of the black water. An endeavor we had foregone in faith that this, as all things, will end in time, or be folded into the mysteries of the greater real, to be made one with the order that chaos must beget. I seed the wind to what secret tragedies bring the sky to tears. The dreams with which I am blessed speak of two flames. One to end the black water. The other to end all things. This in the mind of so lowly a servant to the Aniris and the secrets of the Astrum, his as must be. Though this council, and what few woodkin dwell here, might work to change the course of the river, what flood such actions beget are beyond both sights. It is in the interest of what is to come that this servant advises to herd what pup, seed, and spore will follow, and begin the cycle anew. That on return, new life may be sown in the furrow, carved by the flames to come. I seed the wind to the sacred plans of that which burrows. Though my kin is gifted with the knowledge of what is to be, 
It is the will of this humble servant that the fate of the flock should be as well be the fate of the shepherd. May the council live on to serve and herd again. This one can think of no more fitting an end than Ash. The council hears the will of the sacred plans of that which burrows. May it be born again as the rains that bring the ash to soil and death to life. May its spirit become one with the new home, that this council may tend its seedlings and nurture its children. And if this one may be so bold, may the green man do well in his charge, for I have tasted the black of the peaks, and am certain that no rain can wash what stain its makeup brings. As you tend to the already festering wound of your friend, you note beads of sweat accumulating on his forehead, cheeks, and neck. Whatever infection befell the people of Leeward seems now to be making its way through Bruder. Yeah, will this help? I'm going to hand the flask of powerful alcohol to uh, Tallwater. Better than anything I can come up with. Somebody roll medicine? That's a nine. Nineteen. Nine. As you reach for it, you realize the wound is open and the cytotoxic solution of alcohol or ethanol in this case would be particularly damaging to the sensitive tissues and would probably end up causing an infection. Fun fact for those of you at home, folks, don't pour alcohol into an open wound. (laughs) It's not going to help you. It does not prevent infection. It causes it. Here, drink this. Green man hands you a gourd. Before you take the gourd, there's the sound of steel on leather as a curved blade gets drawn and pointed at the green man. Hold it right there. Something don't add up here. Who exactly led us into that town? I say, pointing the blade at the green man. I seen you get bit all the same, and you ain't turning like Bruder. Not to mention you were muttering the same tongue as those mindless miners. What's going on here, green man? You best start talking or I'll cut through that compost and I'll find some meat. Green man whips around, taking the gourd back and pushing it to their own lips, taking a deep swallow. What are you trying to insinuate? That you ain't telling us something. As far as I can tell, they speak the same tongue as you. Whatever it is that's hurting them don't hurt you. You might be on the side of this black water. Speak your piece. From this encounter, have I been able to deduce any further information about the Blackwater and what's going on? Nothing explicit. The idea of these people suddenly being capable of speaking the green speech is very unusual. You imagine it must have something to do with the sickening of the forest spirits, of the animals, of everything. Something is damaging the natural world here. Fine. I've led you where you wanted to go. My work is done. Green man leaves. Oh, wait, wait, Sheriff, I'm done bit up real bad. I could sure use some of that log wine. (laughs) (laughs) Bruder, you drink that, you're rolling the dice. We don't know where this green man came from or what his intents is for us, but... Sheriff, shit can't get much worse. I don't give a fuck. Well, then bottoms up. Green man, wait. I accept your offering a log wine. I'm going to hold out my, now my good arm. <laughs> Take my strong hand. <laughs> Green man pauses for a moment, hands you the gourd. I'm going to drink deep and gluttonously of it. It tastes like fermented mushrooms. This is the booch. 
The forbidden drink. It's kombucha. Tastes like Peepaw's hamper. Um, how hurt are you? Uh, I'm missing six of 21 HP. Uh, go ahead and take three hit points. I would also like you to roll me another constitution saving throw. I will. Do I have advantage because of poison? You don't. That's fine. Because this is disease. You son of a bitch. 17. Nice. Nothing happens. Fuck. No, that's good. <laughs> it doesn't get worse. <laughs> See their trip. I'm still alive. I'm still hanging in there. You ain't done leading us to where you said you's gonna. Nothing here but a bunch of corrupt miners. But I got my eye on you. You man of your word, then we'll just keep going. But you best watch your back. Dusk has turned into nightfall. There is no way forward save with lanterns and care. Or you can choose to rest. You boys fit strong enough to keep going? Am I still feeling feverish? Yes, definitely. Uh, you do not feel healed. You just feel the wound has closed somewhat. I ain't gonna lie to you. I got the shakes pretty bad still, and I'm damper than an undercarriage. I could use a little little snuggle up for a little bit. You think laying still's gonna help the poison not spread through your body? Well, usually when I got something malicious spreading through my body, I lay still, but... I ain't no doctor. Yep. Not many of those around here. The temperature has begun to drop. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 degrees. Well, either we light a fire or we keep moving one of those ways. Either way, we're in for a rough night. What you think, Tallwater? <clears throat> I brought enough light for all of us to make that trip, but I'm afraid you're just going to collapse in the cold. What is most remarkable is not a feeling of exhaustion or fatigue, but instead a kind of um, anxiety, a feeling of antsiness, the need to do something and the inability to do so. You remember when you were a boy, you had a dog. And when this dog was on its last legs to the point where it was nearly dead of disease, somewhere towards the final moments, it suddenly got up. And for an instant, it seemed well again. And then the fevers took him and he died. You feel the way that dog looked. I got a, a tremor in me. I got a, a hankering for action, but I'm scared I know the consequence. Much as I'd like to press on, I think maybe I should be still for a bit. I think we may camp and we try and burn that fever out of you. Yeah, yeah, uh, just, uh, you may want to, I don't know, tie me down or something. That bad? I mean, I've seen some people what needed to be trussed like a cooked hog, and I, I feel like that might be me. Making me mighty nervous, Breeder. You ain't alone. That was very good. All right, we ain't tying you down, but if you... Get to fitting and fidgeting. We'll wake you up and keep moving. I'd say clunk me one on the back of the noggin, but shooey, I got a thick skull. You think you can get a fire going, T-Dubs? 30 seconds. You managed to set up a decent enough camp. The warmth from the fire is definitely welcome, though you don't find that you feel it much, Bruder. Not to say that you feel cold, but rather that you just don't feel warmed. I'm going to hold out my half-full brown bottle towards the green man. It's getting cold out here. You might need something. Is he going to die? Can I make another medicine check to uh, see where this disease is heading? Go for it. 24. So, you've seen similar diseases, things like rabies, wherein, you know, over time, neurological symptoms become so overwhelming that the person can't sustain themselves. But what you saw in the people down there wasn't rabid. You didn't see a, a maddened dog. You saw a kind of, to your knowledge, euphoria. A kind of being lost in the self. Dizzy, almost high. 
I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. He's going to lose himself. He's going to connect with something. I don't know what. You know I used to be the sheriff in our town, right? Yes. You know why they made me sheriff? Why is that? Because I can read people. I can sniff out a criminal from a do-gooder from a mile away. Problem is, and the reason you got me on edge is I ain't reading nothing off you. You're as neutral as a tree to me. I say shaking the bottle at you. Show me some humanity. Green man stares into your eyes with those piercing lavender irises. Considering your words for a moment, before reaching out, taking the bottle, and handing you the gourd. Hmm. Sniff it. I'll take a sip, Rooney. I will as well. How long you been in those woods, green man? Longer than anyone remembers. But if you can't read the trees, then maybe you should listen harder. There are more of you? you the only one. I have a people. They all just called Green Man? <laughs> Funny. My father was called Green Man. So was my grandmother. Came natural. You got a different name? Not one that you can pronounce. Fair enough. They don't call me Sheriff no more. At least those that remember. So I won't call you Green Man. Unless that's what you want. If my friend dies or loses his mind, I hope you help me keep him down and put him down for good. Hmm. Which of you will be taking first watch? Green Man. Marvelous. Everyone else, I'd like you to go ahead and roll me either a constitution or wisdom saving throw to see if you can manage to fall asleep in the bitter cold and in the extreme danger. Hmm. 22 for Constitution. Beautiful. 19. Nice. Rolled a 1, so 4. Ooh. He ain't in a good way. <laughs> not sleeping that one off. Which is not ideal, since Bruder can't find sleep, since he is nervous, since he's not feeling warm, since he's got that anxiety in him, he is going to get up from wherever he was laying down and start to just like pace around the fire and wring his hands together. After three hours have passed from the beginning of your camp, I would like you to go ahead and roll me another constitution saving throw. Thirteen. Nice. It's not getting any worse. You're not feeling any better, but you're not feeling any worse. There is a tangible sensation of holding something at bay, like objects falling out of a closet frantically being pushed back in so you can close the door again. Uh, hey, hey, green man. Yes? You, uh, you do me a kindness real quick. What do you need? I need you to take that big old dirt paw of yours and just, just slap me across the face hard as you can. <laughs> as you ask that, green man immediately looks over at Trip. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the whiskey snores. <laughs> Um, Green Man winds back and gives you a, a clap with the old dirt paw. Go ahead and deal 1d4, or I guess 1d2 damage. Two. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> nope. You didn't smack it out of me. <laughs> back with the family, that's always the first thing we try. When something starts feeling wrong, it, oh, something's feeling wrong. You need to lay back down. I either need to give up or throw up. And I ain't sure which one's right to do right now. Come on, let me make you some more booch. <laughs> Green man reaches underneath their cloak, harvesting fresh fungus from their armpits, <laughs> and begins oh. making a fresh batch of kombucha. <laughs> Got that pit booch. Straight from the source. Uh, I would like the two of you to roll me a perception check. <laughs> 10. 14. Marvelous. Green Man doesn't notice anything. But you, on the other hand, can't shake the feeling like you're being watched. Hey, uh, Greeny. Hmm. 
Some fucker got eyes on us. I don't know where or what for, but I can feel them. I can feel them right in the spot I can't quite reach between my shoulder blades. I open my senses to the surrounding area. Do I get any of this feeling? You run your eyes across the tree line, what little tree there is left. They're varying sizes, almost all of them thin conifers. And as you look past, you see one tree that looks like it might have lost its top half, just a trunk, until suddenly it shifts to the left. Green Man immediately snaps to alert, holds out their hand, and and from their dirty, mud-crusted palm, a new mushroom begins to sprout. It continues to grow and unfurl until it takes the form of a small bird. Whispering a few things in green speech, the bird separates from its stalk and flies off towards this thing. I'm going to have my familiar investigate it. Excellent. As your familiar approaches the shape, dark silhouetted features suddenly resolve into that of a person, in particular, a young woman. She seems in bad shape. From what you can tell, her nose is deeply, deeply red and starting to turn blue. Same with her ears and her lower lip. Her hands are tucked under her arms and seem to be pale beyond reason. And you aren't sure, but you imagine she's been out here for several hours. Um, she's human? Uh, she looks to be. Stay here. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm going to race off towards her to see if I can get her closer to... Do we have a fire? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to race off towards her to see if I can collect her and, and get her close enough to the fire on time to warm up. Mm. Brood, are you going to chin wag all night or try to get some sleep? Something's real wrong, Sheriff. Where's the green one? Off. What the hell going on? Woods. As you approach the girl yourself, eyes fully taking her in and getting the full measure of her, you realize she's standing fairly sturdy, not wavering or like to fall over. And in fact, she looks at first glance like she might have sweat that has frozen on her forehead. I pull a sheet of moss from my cloak and wrap it around her shoulders. She seems to move slowly, almost as slow as you. That kind of plodding, thoughtful caution but smooth even gestures nothing jerky or uh, frightened come we must get you to the fire as soon as possible she doesn't seem capable of speech you're not sure if that's because her mouth is frozen shut or if there's just nothing there to say but as you get closer to the fire the image of her resolves a little bit more clearly And you do see that she has bright red cheeks that don't look necessarily weatherburned. There is frostbite on her nose and on her ears. And now you see her hands. The two fingers on the outside of her right hand are black. And you imagine she's probably going to lose some of her lower lip. Yeah, as as soon as we race back into camp, if there are no problems with that, I want to start administering first aid. And you be clear, you do not race anywhere. This girl is not capable of any meaningful motion. (laughs) She's going very slowly. Okay, as we as we amble back to camp, <laughs> I, I'm preparing myself to do first aid. Okay. What in the hills did you find out in the woods? Who's this? I don't know. She hasn't said much. None of you recognize her. But you imagine she might be from Leeward. She looks worse off than I do. She got a brain between her ears, or she's some other mindless crawler? Yeah, she's speaking... Your language? She hasn't spoken at all. I don't. She seems different than the afflicted. In the heat of the fire, the frost falls from her hair and turns it a wet, dishwater brown. Hey, girl. You live in there? Her eyes snap to your fingers and then to your face. Mm, mm, mm. She seems to want to speak, but the mouth won't form the words. Either she's born without words or she's been through some kind of trauma. Something fierce. Take your time. She's got life in her eyes, though. Shakily, I'm going to offer her a drink from my big old flask. She looks at it and greedily gulps it down with a lot more speed than you expected. 
And then she kind of reels from it and tries to stretch her mouth out. That's a child, Bruder. Helps make the lips go numb. Well, they're all minors. (laughs) (laughs) They kept drinking. They saw it. They knew what it was, but they just kept drinking. I'm going to point back towards the town we came from. You talking about the town folk back there? She nods. You talking about Blackwater? She nods. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very drunk. Yeah, I bet you are. We don't, we don't keep a lot of water, juice or nothing. So I've been drinking on the beer for a while. When I saw what was happening to him, I, I took a lot of it out, out the way. And I've been hiding. You're the first fire I've seen. Well, that was a smart but cowardly move. Especially bringing that beer. I'll say. That's a good job keeping you warm in the cold. Well, it don't keep off the hypothermias. But it does keep the belly full. Your town is gone, little girl. She seems to screw up her face as though crying, but no tears come. Gods, you really are bent out of shape. Frozen half to death. Drunk on beer and dwarven moonshine. Her eyes kind of droop a little bit and she nods. Well, Missy, should you need some rest, I'm not using my bed tonight. She nods and crawls over to what she assumes is your bed and just kind of lays her head down, eyes open. The hells are we going to do with this little runt? What are we going to do with me? None of us is looking good right now. Yeah, but you've seen your years and you can toughen up and keep your head straight, I imagine. This little one don't know no better. Can't take her with us. Too dangerous. Can't send her back home. All her kin are gone in the brain. Can't leave her here. None of us can be spared to watch her. You sure you don't got any forest kin nearby what can take her? Do I know of any other nearby bulgs? The challenge with that is that they don't tend to keep an address. Typically, they move often nomadic. Sometimes they'll set up shop for a considerable period of time, but your people are so long-lived and they breed so rarely that the population is not large. That's a difficult proposition. Well, no one asked you to wander off and turn us into babysitters. But I respect you tried to help the kid. She's in a tough way. Gosh danged if we do, gosh danged if we don't. They're coming. Say again? They're coming. Already? Listen. Can you hear it? Very, very distant. Coming from the direction of the town, you hear what sounds like a song. We'll be alright if the wind is in our head. We'll be alright if the wind is in our head. And it slowly begins to grow louder with more and more voices. I think we should ski fucking daddle. I agree. Girl, you got a choice to make. Coming with us where you might die, you stay in here to deal with uh, what's left of your kinfolk. You're old enough to choose. I can't follow. My legs don't work. I'll keep them here. Thank you for the drink. Now you listen. You stay still and stay down. They might not notice you. And if you're still here when we come back, we'll take you home with us. That's a promise. But don't go throwing your life away just because you had a bad couple days. She looks at you. Time to go. Piss. I'm going to chuck the last bit of my whiskey bottle out into the woods angrily towards the noises coming at us. Fucking one thing after a goddamn other. (sighs) Breeder, keep your shit together. We're moving. Do the best I can. I know. Everybody can recover uh, one short rest, except Green Man, who was awake during the brief watch it's okay i got my boots oh and probably not you either the two of you that are injured do not get a short rest the two of you that are totally fine get a short rest let me recover all my spells (laughs) (laughs) you begin up the hill you imagine you've got a pretty good head start on the people of leeward but when you look down and see torches being carried back towards the town you realize they've gotten to the fire and they're not following 
Maybe they'll do us a favor and just burn themselves down. I don't think that girl's going to be here when we get back. You continue along the narrow road, which only grows more and more narrow with every passing foot. Eventually, you get to a point where all there is is a chain and a narrow walk nearly a foot wide. I'd like everybody to roll me an athletics check. Green man, you go last. If this bridge is going to give, it's going to be under your weight. 15 for trip. Mm. 16. Nice. I wish this was acrobatics. Ah, oh, 15. Nice. Why do you build such tiny bridges? <laughs> Two. Marvelous. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so absolutely great. Double glad I said last. <laughs> <laughs> this thing that is not a bridge, simply a ledge with a chain hooked into the wall, doesn't so much hold you. Uh, in fact, your feet hang off the edge given their size. And your natural hunched stature makes it very difficult to drag yourself along the chain. Um, how would you like to try to get across this narrow ridge to the other side? Well, my, my size 16 feet ain't doing it. I'm fucked. You don't have any, any fancy druid spells? What might get you across a, across a way? Spread your mossy wings and fly. <laughs> uh, no, no, I have nothing, nothing particularly. I can make fog. I can make fucking fog. Don't look at me. (laughs) No one will see you fall. (laughs) Does anybody here want to think of a method to get them across? You as strong as you look, green man? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, unfortunately not. Well, I'd say ignore the walkway and just climb hand over hand using the chain, but, uh. You ain't got the upper body strength to hold yourself up. That's just suicide. Give me about a couple minutes. I'll slap a harness on him. Strap him to the chain. We can maybe just pull pull him through. Can we still see the, like, torchlight down below? You do, in fact, see some torchlight down below. At this point, it looks like just a smattering of little distant pinpricks. But uh, one particular light starts to grow larger as you're looking at it. And then it begins to get too large. You suspect something's burning, a house, presumably. Well, it doesn't look like they're coming our way. You got time, T-Dubs. If anyone can figure out a gizmo to get you crossed, it's T-W. So you just sit tight and he'll uh, do whatever he does. Beats my idea. I'll check out the other side and make sure it's safe. Go ahead and rock me a tinkering. Uh, what we're going to call this intelligence. We're going to call this intelligence acrobatics. Okay. That is going to be a 19. Very nice. You've always been particularly good at suspending things, knowing how the weight hangs, knowing how gravity works. It all just kind of makes sense for you. So when you start to put together a simple little pulley system and then use the pitons to anchor them into the wall, it starts to come together pretty comfortably. The harness itself is a bit challenging given the unknown dimensions of your quarry, but in time you're able to construct something. However, this takes about three hours. Bruder, please roll me another constitution saving throw. Ugh, seven. I would like you to choose intelligence, wisdom, or charisma. Intelligence. You lose one point of intelligence. Ow. That's, <laughs> it's already pretty bad. I'm a brain sales. <laughs> My arithmetics. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get into the harness and then suspend yourself from the pulley, uh, the anxiety mounts powerfully. Even for someone such as you, a wise and you know thoughtful individual, starts to panic as the incredible drop makes itself known before you. Now, normally, you wouldn't be able to see so far below because, one, it's night, and uh, two, you don't have dark vision. But what you do notice is the fire. The torches below you give you exactly enough perspective to realize how high up you are. And while you feel at home in the danger of the trees, there's something about the side of a mountain that isn't quite so comforting. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I'll be go to hell, T.W. You done made a green man gondola. <laughs> I love it. That's one for the scrapbook. I need the three of you to roll me an athletics check to try and get them across. Oh, uh, we're doing a tug of whore. You got to haul this beast and then get them up. Crit. Oh, seven, three. Well, even even with their enormous drag factor, 
the crit alone is enough to give you the aggregate number of points that I was looking for to get you to the finish line. <laughs> I'm deceptively strong for a normal dude. Well, you've got sick person, old person, normal dude. Yeah. When you finally get back up and out of the harness, the f- the realization that your genitals are no longer being compressed by tight fabric and uh, you are no longer hanging over what would definitely be a plummet to your death, uh, you breathe a sigh of relief. The hell do you green men eat? You boys even pulling? Huh? <laughs> Bruder is definitely holding it and like passing it between his hands, but putting no force on it whatsoever. Uh, oh no, it, it worked perfectly in the schematics. <laughs> it, oh, that pulled my nether skins like a wedge. <laughs> Do you mean your fur bulge? Yeah. <laughs> fur bulge is very good. It's very good. <clears throat> well, I didn't know what you were working with in your pants, so I just made the harness that way. Harness don't discriminate. Harness don't <laughs> <laughs> just hoist. It's mostly fungus. Just a big hand of the forest. (laughs) I was born with crotch rod. (laughs) You continue along your way. There aren't any more of these precarious ledge walks with chains. Everything seems to be just about enough for a person until you get to the straight sheer walls. And this is going to require a little bit of work. I want everybody to roll me an athletics check to try and see about getting up this mountain. You can also use an acrobatics check if you would like. However, if you're going to use acrobatics, I'll require that you also use another skill, uh, sleight of hand, in order to secure pitons and track yourself correctly. You're so generous. Now, I don't have a climber's kit, but I do have an explorer's pack, which has a rope and pitons. Absolutely. So would that aid us at all? The fact that you have it. Or just is make a, it more I possible. <laughs> I can climb. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got to keep these rolls going. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck me now, dog. I can't see it. Oh, thank goodness. That's not bad. How we doing? 13. 16 acrobatics, but eight on my sleight of hand. Ooh. Uh, Trip got a total 16 acrobatics to pitten and climb. Nice. Uh-huh. And... 16 acrobatics. <laughs> All right. Wow. Way to be consistent, 15 team. sleight of hand. Hey! Goddamn. Okay. Given that you were so successful in your acrobatics, I'd like you to roll me a dexterity saving throw to see if you catch yourself before you plummet to your death Due to a loose piton. You got it. I'll do anything not to go back in the harness. <laughs> 21. Ooh. You probably didn't put that much thought into the climbing gear because you could trust in your own natural ability to take care of yourself. The, the thrill and excitement that you feel upon this success is overwhelming. You f- can't help but let out a whoop. God damn it. Keep it down. Screaming in the mountains. After several rest stops and then continuing on your way, you finally make it to the peak. The first thing you see, lit by the half moon full in the sky, is the lake, inky black beneath the night sky. But as you get closer, you realize that the blackness has nothing to do with the reflected abyss of the sky above. Instead, it is a black sludge whose waterfalls contribute to the rivers which your village has been drinking for months. When Andretta died, poor girl just couldn't couldn't bring herself to take on her mama's chore. Worst fucking inheritance she could ask for. Oh, she took to hanging around the Rhapsody. Not asking after a job, just hanging about. Wouldn't take no drink nor food. Not that she couldn't pay for. Started off bussing tables, bringing out Moss's orders. Time I realized she was working for me, I, business had never been better. Run some. <laughs> now, now, Skank, you've done a good thing for that girl these three years. And she was grateful. I can tell you that. Her time might have been short, but folks in this town, you in particular, made them warm and loving. Hell, she went home, that is. Now, Ruth, this is as close to awake as we're liable to get. You can't run off speaking ill of the dead. 
She's right. Sure, we made her days as fine as we could, but her nights? God knows what that old cuss was up to behind closed doors. A house like that carries hate in its bones. He's right. Sick deed, sick in the land. Poison the water. And what were we supposed to do? Tear the man out of his house? His land? Put the coals to him? Better than let his filth get into the dirt and blight our crop. Better than what happened to poor Maudette. Stranger, I don't know where you come from or where you're headed, but you probably best had that way. Ruthie has hard enough time stitching that mouth of hers without folks pulling at the thread. I keep silence enough, Hellblythe. And I don't need some upstart lick spittle sheriff to tell me to use my church voice. When the law fails to do what is right, it is up to the people to take on that mantle of justice. The law ain't been around since Trip got put down. Not that he would have done nothing about forcing her. He's just as bad. How long before I see that daughter of his hiding in the corner mopping tables and taking tips? Careful now, Slant. This is a memorial, not a lynch mob. And so I'm supposed to spit on her memory by letting scum like Waylon Tripp Pritchard carry on like he does? You seen that boy of his, the eldest? I know he done for the Ledbetter dog. You better watch where your head scant. Sheriff, Tripp's out there risking himself on the Black Peak after your say-so. I won't have you spitting venom while he's backstern. Now, I know full well Tripp ain't the most virtuous man, but he done right by this town, and he deserves to have his privacy. Privacy is a privilege of the decent, and those who cannot be held to account for their crimes by the laws of men must be held instead to their swords. Now, stranger, I'm getting real tired of your... (coughs) (coughs) Mister, I don't want no more trouble. You can just take the cash out of the box behind the bar and get on your way. One of you, bring me the body of the victim. She's buried. Then dig her up. You, innkeep, show me to the Forstner home. Don't stab me for asking, but who exactly are you? I am the man who will determine the fate of this township and everyone in it. So if you value your land and your lives, you will do as I say, or suffer the untempered wrath of the Marquess. We're about to witness a plainer phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello there. It's me, Stabbin' Steve of Stabbin' Steve's Sword Arm Emporium, wishing you all a very happy Founders Day. It is on this day that we honor our country and its people, and what better way to show support for your homeland than with weapons. This week, we're having a huge price slashing sale. Massive deals on swords of every classification. Bargain broadswords. Half-priced hook swords. Sales on sabers. And Zweihander coupons, free whetstones with purchase of 50 gold or more, fun in the sun with bladder toss for the kids, guess how many iron shards are in the jar to win a free day of healing at the Geldenerian Temple, step into the ring to see if you can beat my dad in a sword fight, you won't, so come wish Leone a happy birthday with me, Stabbin' Steve, and leave with a wagon load of new sharp deadly swords to share with your kids. Happy Founders Day from Stab and Steve's Sword Arm Emporium. We'll get you sorted out. Hey, all you cuties. 
quick, come into the mid-roll before you freeze. It's the season of giving and change, and you can expect loads of both from us in the near future. Be it new bonus content on the Patreon, or an ever-changing story in our one-of-a-kind fantasy setting. We have so much of both in store for you. If you'd like to return the favor, you can throw us a buck a month at Patreon. You get a lot of stuff, even more if you up the donation to $5 a month. And $25 a month? Don't even get me started. You get to make characters to join the show's meta or get mentioned in the mid-roll with your legendary team. The current legendary teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, and this week's featured team, the Ceaseless Horde, with Dave Mladenoff, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Patch Perryman, and Jeff Ammons. For personal messages or advertising opportunities, contact admin at slapdashstudios.com and follow us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdashstreams for Monday Night Live premieres hosted by Mistress Dana RPG and other games whenever we have time. And the temporary mailing address where we set up a new P.O. Box is 2511 Southeast Pine Street, Portland, Oregon, 97214. Say hi on social media, come join the Discord for the coolest community online, and don't forget to tune in every fucking Monday. But that's enough out of me, let's get you back to the Battle Axis. Looking to fill your stomach while ignoring the desires of your mouth completely? Come to where the portions are adequate, the food is viscous, and the flavor is nobody's problem. Welcome to the International House of Gruel, the business handed down to me from my family, where we ask, why shouldn't all food be almost drinkable? You can get a well-measured bowl of one of our two varieties of oats, with four temperatures of water to choose to have it prepared in. When the world is throwing you temptations like roast beef, pork sandwiches, wheels of cheese, and fresh fruit, well, it can make your head spin. So come on down to IHOG to forget the flavor and savor the experience. Our tepid bread soup is untouched by big city seasonings, and you know it's old-fashioned because we've been stirring the same pot since Grandpa opened the place. And sure, ownership of this palace of blandness can get tiresome, though sometimes I feel like this sloppy oat mulch is just shackles around my ankles, and this dusty old building is a noose around my neck. But Grandpa was very clear in the will, it's gruel or nothing. So let my family's horrible tradition live in your stomach for 12 to 56 hours, nourishing you, destroying local bacteria, and hardening your organs like well-forged steel. It's not good, it's IHOG. The feeder lake at the top of the Black Peak is thick and sludge-like. It crawls across the surface of the peak, pours over the side with a wet slap, hits the ground below, and feeds into the rivers that your family and friends have been consuming. Like Bruder is ready to be baptized, he is just arms out walking toward the lake. Grab him by the scruff of his brick red hair and pull him back. Hey! The hell you think you're doing? Ain't we here to swim? No, we ain't here to swim. I'm going to get down on one knee and look you in the eyes. I know you've been through hell tonight and there's something dark inside you messing with your mind, but I need you with me here, Bruder. I I, I, I can do that. Uh, we're, what are we here for again? We're looking for the source, and I'd say we found it. Sure. But what we do when we find it? I look to tall water and the green man. That unctuous sludge, anything you ever seen before, T.W.? Never in this concentration, no. About you, green man, what do you make of this murk? Clearly it's the cause of it, but what are we to do? Even as he says this is the cause, you realize it is not. Or at least not the true source. Because from the actual peak, that is to say the sharp summit at the top of the Black Peak itself, Just below, you see a blackness deeper than the black of the stone. From this cave is inching a molasses-like fluid. That is the true source. No, Trip. Source is up there. Do you see it? What in all the hills? Is that thing living? Only one way to find out, I guess. I'm going to pull out a rolled quirly from my pocket. And light it up. Been hiking all fucking night. Didn't get no sleep. I'm only half drunk. And the air's real thin up here. The two of you that did not sleep are now suffering from one level of exhaustion. Give myself a couple slaps on the cheek. Keep it together, Trip. Everyone's counting on you. 
Tallwater's going to reapply the herbal paste into his gums. Drip. I told you I needed a quick win today. <laughs> this has not been a quick or a very victorious trip. This is a slow loss if ever I seen one. <laughs> Can we, for the love of gods, get a little win? We either win or we die trying. With what meager supplies you have left, you are able to create one path up. Not simultaneous. You'll have to go up one at a time. Sheriff, I think you should go first and put that in shackles and drag it back to your prison cell. Reader, that's a unctuous puddle. What done a murder? <laughs> I have intelligence seven now. Let's go. Oh, you got donkey brain. I got donkey brains. We'll get up there and figure out what's going on. Oh, yeah, we will. And just you wait. You. <laughs> Pointing at the, the, the morass up there. Before we go up there, I'm going to kind of take TW aside a little bit. You good? You got anything you need to get off your chest before you throw your life away? I don't know. Life hasn't been too worth living for a while. This town's kind of been dying, and I know I should be leaving. No, we all should have left a long time ago. But well, can't help but try and fix it. More an option for some of us than others, but... You promise me if we make it out of here and get back to town, you make like a rolling stone. Get the hell out of here. Find something better. Something for you, not this backwater pigsty. Well, been fixing broken things all my life. Might as well die trying one more time. See if your tape works on a whole community. Which of you would like to be the person who sets up the first run? I will volunteer myself to do all the uh, initial climbing. Excellent. Go ahead and give me a survival and athletics check. Two of the only skills I'm trained in. Hey! <laughs> With a... <laughs> rubbing my hands together. Wish me luck, boys. Luck, boys. This one is survival. Twelve. And athletics... 17 plus 4, 21. You climb better than you secure. The line is safe, but not ideal. Um, you imagine that with some irresponsible behavior, it could easily pull. But you're fine for now. Cliff's little brittle, green man. You mind these petons. Up I go. All right. Each of you, go ahead and give me an athletics check to get up. Who's going next, more importantly? Tallwater is. Okay. That is a 12. Mm-hmm. It's enough, given the work that was already done. You leaving Bruder down there with that Sasquatch? I think both Bruder and uh, the big one are going to need all the help they can get being lifted up. That's true. That's why you're the smart one. <laughs> hey, Greeny, I got a proposition for you. What's that? Now, you're about twice as big as I am, and you got them big old arms, and since I'm just a little feller, can I hang on to the shrubbery what grows off your back? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's probably for the best. You're my hero, Greeny. What's your strength? Share the load. <laughs> it's not high. My, my strength is eight. You know you can't carry him, right? <laughs> um, well... Oh, don't Furball have the thing where you carry like a, a oh, as large yeah. as an encumber you? Oh, okay. That's like a 16. Powerful build. You count as one size larger when determining your carrying capacity. You know, it's funny. The one thing I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can't do that. Of course, that's the one thing you specifically have. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'm only small for a Furbolg. By human standards, I'm very large. <laughs> Get on, little man. Don't got to tell me twice. Yeah, mule. Go ahead and give me your athletics check. I got a 16 unless you make me roll with disadvantage. Oh, no, that's absolutely fine. And how, unfortunately, however, it has been about three hours. Go ahead and roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh, sweet death. Here I come. 14. <laughs> My boy. It would have been spicy if you went full donkey brain on the cliff face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking working on it. <laughs> You're just like, you know, this is a pretty good height to get a cannonball into that lake. I'm just saying. <laughs> it is one hell of a jump. <sighs> or just reach up and pull out a pine. 
Fucking the end of Doctor Strange Love. <laughs> Rider all the way down. <laughs> you finally manage to get to the top of the Black Peak. And before you is a jagged open hole into a deep, dark cave. Is the ground covered in smudge, sludge, and goosh? Yes. As you stand on the ledge, you see that there is this thick, viscous fluid, not unlike molasses. However, it doesn't seem to be slick. You don't find yourself losing footing at all. You don't feel like there's any loss of friction. As you take in the surroundings, is anybody using light? Tallwater is going to open up another little vial, spit in it, recork it, and shake it. And it is going to luminously shine light in the darkness. I like it. As the light casts into the cave, all of you find yourselves tilting your heads. There is a trickle of black sludge falling from the very outer mouth of this cave. But inside the cave, the sludge seems to be coming up, as though falling to the sky. I think this cave has had one too many. Why is it dripping like that? That ain't how things drip. Never seen anything like it. Something pushing it up? Or something... Hmm. Well, we saw Matilda earlier hung by her toes. Maybe this cave is hung by its toes from a tree. Well, keep your shoes on. Don't touch it if you can help it. (laughs) Bruder looks at his feet that have never had shoes on before. (laughs) Keep it out of your mouth. You got it. All right. But it's trickling down over there and trickling up over here. Where the hell is it coming from? Either the top of the mountain, which I believe we are very close to ourselves, or the heart of the mountain. Inside, you do see the yawning hole that leads downward. Is it completely filled with sludge or is it a path? Imagine imagine a hole that's raining. Like rain is falling from it, except it's raining upward. You could easily get inside of this hole. You could easily climb down. And because it's not a very slick substance, you imagine it wouldn't be too difficult to make your way without falling. Bruder, you're with me. TW, you're with the Treeman. Buddy system, shoulder to shoulder. No time like the present. Inside, you do not see a sheer drop. It's not a clean, smooth shaft. Instead, it's pretty easy to make your way. There's boulders and outcroppings and things like that. You just need to take your time. You get to feeling squirrely, you give me a heads up. We're too far from trees for that. As you continue down your way, slowly becoming saturated with this thick black fluid, you find the air becomes much more forgiving. The temperature is rising, almost almost warm. The deeper you get, the warmer it gets. Soon, the gusts of air coming from below and even the fluid that seems to be flecking up into your chin and your lower chest, your belly, you find yourself feeling a familiar sensation, not unlike a dog breathing on your face. You, uh, you feel like you need a bath too, Sheriff? I thought I knew what it meant to feel dirty, but this is a whole new definition for yours truly. The hell is this sludge from the devils? Something bubbling up from one of the nine hells, you think? Maybe some kind of concoction that someone like T.W.'d make, but someone who's cruel and wicked. I think it don't make much of a difference there, Sheriff. Mountain's sick. Mountain's sick. True enough. Tallwater is going to make another one of his spit lightning bottle. Nice. And drop it down. As you drop it, it collides with a ledge and then bounces off and then collides with another and collides with another. You don't realize how much you've been moving laterally. You thought you were going very much in a downward direction, and you are, but you've also been kind of shifting left, right, zigging and zagging as you go. All of the liquid, it doesn't seem to be coming up in like torrents. It just drips, drips off of the outcroppings, the rocks, the boulders, what have you. But as you lose sight, you notice something about the rocks below. And you start to see how it relates to the rocks around you. They're not boulders. They're not ledges. They're almost like thick trunks. 
columns, twisting and turning. You might even say they look like roots. You see what I'm seeing there, Treeman? I am, but I don't know what to make of it. How strange. As you continue your descent, you stop moving downward and instead into a sloping action. At a certain point, almost seamless, you find yourself going directly ahead. Walking, rather than climbing. Couldn't have been some poor some bitch off on his own doing wicked. Had to be a whole fucking cursed mountain. <laughs> the vines, trunks, roots are getting thicker the farther you move. But as they get thicker, smaller ones are branching off. You see them spreading, reaching, diving deep into the stone beneath them. Whatever plant makes this up is jet black. And you note that all along the smaller roots are tiny little cilia, outstretched fingers like twigs, that are dripping that black fluid. Looks like the veins on Peepaw's backside. Trees ain't supposed to grow inside of caves. For once, we're in complete agreement. It's going to touch the bark. Does it feel like stone or wood? It feels like an odd combination of the two. Very hard, hard wood. And while there is some kind of organic give to it, it seems resilient. Anyone there? No response. Uh, Of course. As you continue along your way, you come to a shifting corridor, one that slowly turns to the right. Coming around the corner, you see brilliant gold and red foliage. Reaching out from hundreds of branches are the leaves of a tree. Its trunk, black and brown, its roots reaching far past you, up to the mouth of the Black Peak. And at the root ball, nestled in a small crook, is a woman. She is a distant figure and seems to be casting off a faint gray-blue light. Speak up now, who dare? She doesn't respond. Any of you recognize her? Can't say I know too many glowing women. There ain't nothing about this bizarre biome that I could recognize. I think she needs a drink. Right. Well, if the people who are drinking in uh, the black water are talking the green speech, um, how about you try calling out to them? I will call out in, uh, in the language of the uh, beasts and plants, and I will say, What stranger sleeps among such strange roots? She rises from her curled position and turns to face you. Carved almost of wood, with hair of leaves and vines, you see the face of Maudette Forstner. Chief Inspector, we've secured the populace within the local pub. The body's been exhumed. Lindbergh wasn't able to determine the cause of death, but he suspects suffocation. Crane wasn't able to decipher the runes found at the crime scene either, but he does confirm that they match those found at the Vestrid site and the Palemore incident. It is astounding how the inability to find an answer is so often answer enough in this line of work. Wouldn't you say, Jism? As you say, sir. Have you any word from Brightcliff? Not yet, sir. Brightcliff! Brightcliff! <sighs> tell me, son. Tell me what I need to hear. Now, it may not be exactly what you need, but it's close. <sighs> Let's have it, then. Now, while the rivers near the town are showing some considerable evidence of contamination, it's the groundwater that's mostly affected. So the townsfolk... Are relatively safe, yes, Chief Inspector. But anyone relied on Will Water was at high risk. Wordsworth, get me a list of every well within 80 miles. And if you can look up springs supplied from underground rivers as well. I have a hunch. Chisholm. Chief Inspector. Ready 20 men. We're heading to Leeward. Gear up for climbing and weather. And let's stick to blooded men. Any hesitation when the time comes will carry their death by the enemy's hand 
or mine. Yes, my lord. Now, now, Chisholm. There are no lords. Not anymore. Thank the Marquess. In her name, sir. In her name. Wow. We should have burned her. Uh, that's what did I what wrong name did I call her? Matilda. Uh, Matilda. Matilda. Oh, Matilda's alive. <laughs> How'd she beat us here? What's the shortcut? Matilda's fast. The root as system. Fuck, dog. Fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> cave trees and Love me a good cave tree. It's a long fucking day for this posse. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. I noticed I was much more freewheeling with the description of smells in the first episode, and then mm. I just forgot that the sense of smell exists. Eh, it's cold. I mean, things don't smell in the cold. Like, it's it's the year 2022. Like, people might not be able to smell by the time they listen to this. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Like, that's on the way out. <laughs> the sense of smell, just in general. That, that's a, that's a, yeah. As a species, we don't need it. Yeah. It's an archaic sense. We'll yeah. keep it alive by marrying smells in the podcast. Perfect. There you go. There you go. Now presented to you in Stinko Vision. <laughs> uh, any favorite moments? This was a pretty light one as far as the action was going, but uh, any thoughts? Just the visual of the green man on a harness getting so tugged good. along on a cliff face. I'm sure it's going to get cut, but Max described the fur bulge. <laughs> and it's important that everyone knows that that existed. Um, I, I actually really liked uh, Max's character being infected and everything. Like that was very fun. I, I I like that you're losing intelligence, and I like how you're playing it. It's very good. Thank you. Just Thank you. The prospector with a terminal illness, <laughs> just fading away in front of you. Fucking so losing good. His grip more Fucking prion disease. Going, just like yeah. going crazy. Going full McGucket. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Also, I like being real shitty to the Firbolg in the beginning just to role play the... It's good. I was going to say, Law, I've been, I've been really enjoying your characters just fucking over everything attitude. Like, just fucking done with shit. Yeah, I mean, if you think about how shitty this night would be like. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the ex-Sheriff Greenman interaction was fucking excellent. Like, I don't want to be here. I just want to be with my rocks. <laughs> <laughs> my rocks. My pet rocks. Stay away from them. You fucking invited me. What the fuck? <laughs> I really want to thank everybody for being here. I really am having a great time with this one. It was It was a little impromptu. We had to kind of cobble it together, but. It definitely came together so far. The next chapter, or rather the next episode, is the end of the chapter, and hopefully will mark the beginning of our return to the battle axis. We've got a map about to hit the fucking table, and it's going to be freaking great. I want to thank Hedegar the Editor again for the editing of this particular episode, but until next time. We wish y'all luck. Yeah! Yeah! Woo! Howdy, 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 howdy.